Hey, what's going on, guys? This is Purpose, Passion, and Coffee. And this is your host, Christian J. Lynch, speaking. Thank you so much for tuning in today's episode. Know your purpose, pursue your passion, and just like a good cup of coffee, enjoy the process. Oh, wait, and before I forget, please rate and subscribe to the podcast. That would mean a lot to me. Let's get it. All right, Carrie, so you were talking about like social media. This is like one of your your passions is, is you know, having a social media business. Um, would you kind of explain more like your passion behind that and maybe just some like things for people if they want to get into it, some advice that you would give to them? Yeah, so I guess, you know, to say those words, how you said it a few years ago would sound kind of silly. Um, but as this pandemic has come about and as more and more people are, um, likely, you know, scrolling their social media and seeing, um, and seeing these, you know, workshops and webinars and businesses coming about and in their feeds. And, um, you know, you start to kind of get a pick up on an idea of like, people are figuring out more, you know, online opportunities or ways to monetize what they're doing online, um, currently. And so, I saw the benefits of social media with that story of um, how it really helped people in a crisis. And I then saw, you know, through this pandemic, how, um, you know, people could really either they, they were figuring out how to pivot and kind of figure out this virtual world, or they really needed some help with kind of, to me, it just kind of started coming naturally. I just, I realized people's patterns, what they, you know, what do you, like, I asked myself kind of like, what, what do I like to see on social media? What do, what do I connect with? What makes me stop my scroll and then either click on something to buy it or to read somebody's story or look at a photo and like, what is, where does my eye go with social media? So I saw, I thought of that in a crisis on how it could help people and um, how can I, my communication skills get out to where help is needed? How can you know, this, these platforms where, you know, I have access to like 500 friends or more, um, quickly get information out, whether it was like, it's funny because it's like, you know, you have a baby or something. And nowadays it's easier just to announce it on social media instead of like calling that friend from college. Like you just reach more people and let them know, okay, everything's cool. We're out of the hospital. You know, we're all safe and sound and at home. And it's like, people don't get as offended now. It's like, okay, just tell everybody because it's the easiest way. So it's kind of the same thing. It's like reaching out to a big group of people, letting them into your lives, but also now with business side, um, you know, switching your mind a little bit on like, how can my activity, you know, be used for a better way to maybe, you know, pay the bills, feed my family. And and that's totally possible with with social media and the, the side I'm, really kind of focusing on as well is to help some of these nonprofits and small business owners who give back to nonprofits and charities and people just, everybody has their heart after something or is really kind of emotionally connected to a cause. Mm. And not only can you share, you know, what your family's up to, but you can also share some sort of cause you're trying to raise money for. And you're, you know, as at the same time, you're trying to make money for your family. So you can do all of that with, social media, whether you get technical and start paying for Facebook ads or Instagram ads, or, um, or you find out other ways to use marketing and TikTok and these fun short form videos to get people's attention on whatever it is you want to teach them about. So that's where I'm learning myself too. 
and I'm learning it from my business um, and wine, but I'm also, you know, my passion isn't just for that product. My passion is, is this social media thing. And there's this idea of like, get over the stigma you have on whatever it is about social media, get over it and then use it for either doing good or for making money. And you're not a bad person. If you're trying to do that, like everybody's trying to do it, you better get on top of that train right now. And so that's kind of where I am and learning, but also teaching along the way for people who are a few steps behind me and I can help them get there, you know? Yeah. No, that's really great. It's a good perspective from you, especially with being a mom. It's like, Hey, anyone can literally do it. Um, and getting over the stigma is huge, you know, starting up from a business to now social media, it's, it's starting to become more of the norm, but you know, you, we usually, when we think of TikTok, we think of like, you know, the 18 year old dancers, but we're really what we're seeing it. And on TikTok, it's, uh, it's expanding to a different, uh, a bigger audience with, with business and stuff. And I see that you're doing that and that is going to help build up your audience too, from anywhere because just like social media like that's like the newsletter from like the 1980s 1980s right like that's like the big thing that's where everyone goes to see everything the yellow you just said, book you yeah know, the like- yellow book yeah back in the, <laughs> was that the 90s or early 2000s stuff oh, like that you got them in the mail and now yeah, then you just use them for your kids to sit on to you know on the you know get higher up on the counter and then- yeah yeah that's <laughs> that's social media is the new thing to do and if you want to grow or expand your business or whatever you're doing i think social media is where it's at. And I loved how you said, you said, where does your eye go? So I think with trying to grow social media from your standpoint too, is like as a consumer, right? Where do I naturally go? Where do I click on the things? Because it really is at the end of the day about the consumer, what they like, what appeals to them. Um, and so I like that um, even as you being an owner is that you're looking at, okay, what is a consumer like? So it helps you navigate to putting out some of the best or right content for your target audience. Yeah. And that's where your niche thing comes in when everybody's like niche down, niche down, talk to your target audience, because my eye will go in a totally different direction than, you know, like a 21 year old's eye that doesn't have kids yet. And they're not looking at the same stuff. I'm like, you know, uh-huh. so like you have to know who you're speaking to because what you're seeing works for you doesn't work for everybody, but what annoys you, what, you know, I mean, you know, all those things like, or even just off social media, like I am bad about, you know, keeping track of my emails. I'm terrible at email marketing. I hear all the time. That's such a smart way to move your business is grow an email list. And I agree with that, but like, it's not my strength. So I know I need to do it, but I'm going to like outsource that work, you know, Mm -hmm. to a virtual assistant or something on the side that I don't like to do. And I, so I guess what I'm saying is like, I, that doesn't appeal to me. It's not where my eye and attention goes, but you also kind of have to know what's important, what does make sense as far as like bringing your whole business together. And, um, and then my, my biggest thing too, is like opening your mind to the stuff and not like letting um, assumptions take over and, you know, really being like, you know, that assumption you said about young kids on TikTok, it's like, okay, well, you know, if you're going to come still continue to believe that and not open your mind, but yet you're seeing all these people doing it. And then you're going to be late to the game. If later you get over yourself, and you're like, okay, I'm just going to do it. You know, you have to get over yourself and you have to say, I'm just going to jump in. I, this happened to me today as I've seen people in a Facebook group for TikTok, like learning about TikTok mm-hmm. and how to yeah. grow and all that. Um, so I saw in a group about somebody asking, for example, about like OnlyFans and how it works. And I've been assuming it's like, like just for, you know, something not for me, you know, like more of like paid um, sexual type stuff. And I'm like, yeah, that's what so people fun. think of when they think of OnlyFans for sure. Yeah. And so therefore I had this assumption and, 
somebody, a friend of mine who um, I use her services, you know, like um, for like salon stuff, like, she's like, no girl, you can do it for like anything, you know? And, and I'm like, so it won't make me look bad as a mom married with kids, you know, yeah. if I get on there and, and have an account and like, you know, and she's like, no, you can have it for, and so now my mind is kind of opening up to, okay, I need to research this. I need to see, I mean, I'm, look again, I'm still like not there yet. And people are making this money and I'm sitting here still assuming things when maybe I could just kind of research it and, you know, interview, talk to more people about it. So, yeah, no, it's good. I, I it's funny. You say the only fans too. I, I thought the same thing, Carrie, but there's actually, I was in a clubhouse room. There's a lot of podcasters that are top podcasters that now have only fans. And so it's a lot of it, a lot of it's, you know, they're, they're, um, you know, more in-depth content, more on kind of like online coaching, um, stuff like that, like that wouldn't normally be out for the free public. So obviously if those podcasters are taking more time to put out their content, then yeah, I think it's worth, you know, getting paid for that. So yeah, it's good to definitely educate yourself for sure within a lot of those different things. Um, I want to kind of go in like, what are some, you know, books that you would recommend, um, to, to anyone, you know, trying to grow your business? Cause you've, kind of done this later in life but you haven't you know stopped pursuing your passion and your dream obviously a lot of books podcasts stuff like that does help along the way so I'm always interested in getting a different perspective on some of the books you would recommend to people and how they've changed your life yeah so there's different books according to like your niche and all that um that people can look into or um, I, I got into like the whole personal development world and, um, I, I personally, I'm so busy. I don't have time to sit and read. And, um, so my big thing is to going to audible and finding and listening to audiobooks in these, um, you know, short spurts of time where whether you're working out or going in between errands, or if you have a commute or, you know, find those little pockets of time. Cause I think everybody now, or a lot of people, especially in my world as parents, like they go to work and then they have, they come back and it's work to, because being a parent is work. And so, um, you know, like, how do you have time to even like read a book, listen to a book, whatever. And I'm like, you have to find those small periods of time. So I'll start yeah. by saying that. And, you know, I love, um, I mean, I, I love music. I mean, and that's what I love about TikTok is the music side. So I definitely have my time where I'm like, I get my car. I'm like, I don't want my brain to be on. I just want some music. Um, but in those other times, especially working out is a great time, but um, these self-help books are great and can stimulate your mind and keep you going and pushing. And it's really for like, for anybody who's entrepreneurial, I would say like in any of those small periods of time, be listening to a book, you know, and if, and go with like classics, like, um, you know, how to win friends and influence people. And there's, they updated that to in the digital age by Dale Carnegie. And so that one, it's like, it's always a good reminder because it's all about shutting up and listening to people and asking tons of questions and just as not even for business, but just as like making friends or net, but for business, for networking, for, if you want to go into kind of in the end, be a business partner with somebody or a sale or like a partnership or collaboration. Like if I'm going to DM somebody on Instagram to collaborate or whatever, it's like, it can come off sounding really spammy. Um, but if you learn to do it the right way and you genuinely go onto their page and you learn about them or you watch their videos or you, you know, you ask about their life and ask where they live and, you know, how did you start your business and you inspire me and you compliment them and you 
literally like get to know them and like not just for a reason in the end to sell something or have a business but you genuinely connect with people and you offer value and all that that's what that book's about and like it's take surprisingly taken me a long time to get used to doing that I don't know I'm always thinking I'm always talking you know and so just to be quiet and listen and ask people about them because people love to talk about themselves you as a podcaster know this but mm -hmm. that book teaches you to do that when you're approaching other people so going back and listening to something like that again even if you've already read it um books like uh dare to lead by Brene brown i have that because even she she speaks to you know big big professionals and corporation i mean she's she's so big on like leadership and shame and guilt and like with your employees and how to take responsibility when something goes wrong or doesn't work right. Like, so for business, that's a great book, but also for like to be running and leading a family, you know? Um, so Dare to Lead by Brene Brown is great. Um, they hire her for a lot of corporate stuff too, I believe. Um, and then another one is like Atomic Habits, like all of this and becoming a business owner and all that, like it's a group about habits. Um, Cause you have to like, even when I sit down to work and I, bring my phone in with me, I have this habit of like going back and forth between, you know, my apps, Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, checking notifications, seeing how many views, seeing if anybody's commented. And it's a terrible, my brain has habitually gotten into this check, check, look, you know, kind of thing. Cause if you post, you don't want to ghost and all this stuff. So you're like, <laughs> yeah, no, I created this like habit of in my free time checking, even like driving out of light. Like if you can't do it, I have to break it. So those, that habit books are great. And then my other one is Jen Sincero. She writes these badass books. You are a badass. You are a badass at making money. And then she just released this badass habits book. So it's another habits book. And But I, what I love about her is that she's just hilarious. And her audio books are great and for listening. And it's easy listening. And it's quick. And then like you can listen to her on a run. And then it's really the only book I've ever listened to like two to three times. Like usually I'm like, I got, I did a book, I'm done with it. But all her, you are a badass books. They're all just like, you can listen to it for literally just five minutes, like driving to the store and you're, you're so motivated to, you know, and you're trying to get over your complaints. Like she's all about just like, stop complaining, go to this thing. Like, you know, just owning up to like your own, just you know, BS, you know, yeah, so, yeah. and just believing that you too could be a, like a badass person. Like you see all these people making all this money, doing all this stuff. And she's like, she's like, I was living in a garage at four years old. Like I was a loser. I mean, like all these things, like I had to do something and I had like, I, I started going to these personal development things that I laughed at all this time, but guess what? That wasn't getting anywhere, anywhere, making fun of all these people who were doing all these affirmations and meditating. And she thought it was so ridiculous. And finally, you know, and like all these things and like, you know, never had any sort of religion or found God, you know, and she's like, I started listening to these people and started finding like, there has to be some sort of spiritual part of our journey. And it doesn't matter what you believe, you have to believe in some sort of higher power, you know? And I, so she's great. It's, I love, I love her books. Yeah, no, it's really good. I think, it takes some sort of um, uh, it takes a different breed of a person to, you know, be a mom to pursue a business, you know, and this is where talking about that book, you know, that's definitely got to, you know, allow you to be motivated in these times. 
And so that's what I want to talk about too, is like, you're reading these books, you're, you know, you're educating yourself, you're getting motivated. Cause obviously I, you know, I'm, I've never been a mom. I'm never going to be a mom. Um, but, uh, it's like one of those things, what is something like, how do you balance out being a mom and having your own business and, and these dreams and these passions? Cause I think, especially nowadays, which I love and it's awesome. There's a lot of girls and women out there that are, want to maybe have their own business someday there that now in 2021, there's more opportunities for them to do that. But it's like, but they also have a dream of being a mom, but also having, having a business or pursuing their dream. So coming from you, what are, I mean, how do you balance it out? That's what I want to know. Yeah. So it's a great question. Um, and, um, you know, it's okay to be a mom and just not just quote unquote, be a mom. Cause it's just such, it's a totally full-time job. Um, so I had friends that I grew up with that I was like, or top of their class, all this stuff. And they are quote unquote, will say, oh, well, I'm just a mom. But I mean, that's a full-time thing, you know? So I'm a person like, I just can't sit down. I, I love my children. I'm a mom hundred percent, but I like have my hands in a lot of different things. Um, and that almost keeps me more sane, you know, to where I think a lot of moms realize like they need, they really, a lot of them need something out of just, they want to talk to adults. They need to have like adult time. They need to like, you know, having your partner there or your kids there. Like you realize you, you start to isolate and miss out on a lot of normalcy. And you think that it's because, and you have to, you're keeping a human alive and it's it's every day, like they could literally die if it wasn't for you. And and that goes on until they're safely around like five. I I loved when my kids got like four to four and six or, you know, because like they wouldn't get out of the car and like they knew not to run into the street and die. Like that, yeah. like literally I was like, I started liking being a mom at four when my oldest kid was four, you know what? No, when my second kid was four, because finally I felt like they weren't like at so quickly at a risk to die. Like every 20 minutes, like choking. I mean, all these things, you literally are keeping a human alive. And so, um, so anyways, like it's a big job and to trust somebody else and go to back to work full time. That's hard too, because I did that. And I noticed like the daycare worker, my child would cuddle them and never cuddled me like, cause they just got used to it. And I was like, at that point I looked and I was like, okay, I want to, I want to work for myself. Like I can't have somebody else raise my kids. And this is, that was really hard for me. And that would like one little thing made me like, okay. And so then as I kind of was thinking about it, I'm like, um, um, I, I literally was like, you know, what are my options? Okay. So what can I do? Like I have a degree. Okay. But to work from home, there aren't that many options. It's like, there's like call center things or, you know, back, I have my first one in 2012. And so there's some direct sales companies that, you know, doesn't always feel right to people, but sometimes it's like the only option if you're not going to be, I don't know. There, there's just, there was limited options out there. And, um, and so anyways, yeah, I, I kind of got into the sales side and, um, you really just now more than ever, I feel like that's why you see so many influencers and, and women that are figuring it out. And it's not, don't ever assume it's just like, they just want to have this fame or following or whatever. Like they are figuring out, like I can work at home with my kids and monetize this, this thing. And, um, it's working and they're going to have a lot of judgment from other moms and they have to be strong enough to not care 
and just go and just kill it and just say, screw it to anybody who doesn't like what I'm doing, you know? And, yeah. um, and so, yeah, it's, it's really like now more than ever, it's not easier for moms, but by any means, but there are options again, like this only fans thing. It's like, you know, some moms are getting on there and there was like a Netflix documentary. No, it's on Hulu, I think. And it's like, the, it's like a, a documentary about OnlyFans, I think, and how there's like a MILF section or something. <laughs> and these moms that are making money on OnlyFans are on these sites. And it's like, you know what? What? Like, don't no, don't judge them. You know, it's like, guess what? It's, they're going to, you know, like people are quick to judge and nobody knows the full side of the story. So. Yeah. Yeah. No, I agree. I think, um, I don't know. I just being, I mean, having those kids and doing that, but I think what I realized too is that you said you saw the babysitter daycare, you know, like with your with your kid and they're cuddling and they're kind of getting closer with them rather than you because obviously you're working a nine to five or something like that. So I think if we what what I realized what you said is like you can be a mom, be at home. Why not you know work on on those things, build up a business in however way you can, because then that allows you to spend that time with those kids, your kids. You get to create the environment that they're in and like you're in control of that. I feel like maybe it's just kind of outside looking in. And I feel like as a mom, you kind of want to have, you want to create a good environment and be around your kids as much as you can. Yes, exactly. And, you know, I, I was teaching, I mean, I wasn't full, full time. I mean, but uh, you know, I took my kid in the morning and I could go visit in the middle of the day. So, so I had a very good situation, but still um, I had friends that have their kids in daycare and they would pick them up, you know, cause they work, you know, they have to leave, drop them off at, you know, seven in the morning, pick them up at like six 30 in the evening. Um, and then they were, they were like, yeah, they're having issues with, you know, like, I don't know, bathroom issues or stomach issues, you know, and the daycare people aren't the parents and you, as a parent or as a mom, especially we get these like instinctual feelings on when something isn't right. Like we can tell a doctor what's going on. Like when we're not doctors, but I've heard hundreds of stories of moms saying, no, I need you to check that out further. And then the doctor's like, oh, well, you were right. I'm glad we looked into that, you know, cause it's your mom instinct. It just happens. It's, it's just a God given instinct. And so when you're not with your kids all day and then you over the weekend, you discover your child has like some sort of bladder issue and you don't know what happened all week. Like the daycares, they document these things on a piece of paper on how many times they go to the bathroom, you know, and then how many bottles they had and what they ate. And they, they give you a little form that has all that stuff, but you are still feel like you are not completely informed about your child and their health when you're not with them all day, just as a mom. And, but you can't do anything about it because you have to feed your family, you know? Yeah. So it's just, it's crazy. And you're stuck a lot of times. And then you see these moms going out on Instagram, make all this money. And then you don't feel like a lot of these moms are like, I can't do that. I can't just quit my job and blah, blah, blah. But now they, there is a way they can work this job. They hate to put food on the table. And at the same time on the back end, they're taking a course on how to build a podcast and monetize it or a course on, you know, listen to a podcast and then learn how to, you know, start a YouTube channel and make money from it or whatever, you know, like they can do that on the side. They don't necessarily have to go back to school. Like you kind of talked about, but they can go, I'm signed up for an Academy just now that teaches me how 
I can upload books on Amazon and Audible and make a significant amount of money by, by doing that. And I'm like, right now I'm in a course learning that, right? Like totally different from when we first spoke, I've since signed up for this course and I'm on this like whole nother thing I'm all excited about. Yeah, and that's awesome. that's something they can do. And it's all just like per your own time after your kids go to bed and you have like an hour, just continue to take this course where they teach you how to find a ghostwriter, how to go on Fiverr and find somebody who can do your cover. They teach you where to upload it, how to do it on, you know, all those things they can be working a full-time job and do that. It's just, it's hard, but you know, I've heard of single moms doing 10 times more than me and it's impressive. It's crazy. Yeah, no, that's great. I think it is like you, as if you're a mom out there or, or whoever, really, it's like you can learn a course for, for not that much money compared to how much college, you know, charges you. You'd start your own YouTube channel about like, I could just think of like being a mom, you know, five ways to, you know, have a routine when you're a mom to feed your kids at eight o'clock or how to be a mom for two to three-year-olds or five to six-year-olds or what it's like to have be a mom in high school. Like you, there's so many things that, you know, women would love to, to, to go to in a video platform or an audio pop platform to build up an environment probably. And that's so many different ways you can monetize that and make, and make some money um, just because you're giving back value where, where people want to see, see value. Um, and I love that too. Um, just in anything, I love that you're even doing that. You're about, you're about it. Like you're doing that right now. Um, but going into that, I want to talk about, you know, what would you say to someone who's maybe a little older and they're like, you know, I'm a mom. I haven't started yet. I haven't started my passion. I feel like it's too late. Obviously you're like living proof that it's never too late. Um, what would you say to them? What is some advice you'd give them? Say, Hey, it's not too late. Yeah. I mean, that's, so that's kind of, um, kind of, kind of reminds me of going back to the TikTok thing that people think they're too old for TikTok or they think, you know, what, and I mean, oh my gosh, there's so many different people in there. I mean, I follow these like, you know, 70 year old women who are making the most amazing content. You don't have to be funny. You don't have to, it's really not your age. It's your, your hidden talents, your, you know, follow, go into your gut and figure out what it is you love. And I always say I like to talk, well, you could talk for, to someone for two hours about, and it could be anything. It could be like praying for people or it could be, you know, like, um, knitting or whatever. And my goodness, like you can go on TikTok and your niche and your thing, you make these knitting videos that you think are so boring, but you could put them on you know, 2x speed, put it to, you know, a, a Cardi B song and you have like <laughs> this video that you're finding knitters who like love the music and they see it's good, like in like high speed and you just created this awesome thing. Right. And so like, there's a niche for that. Go on your OnlyFans and create a knitting, you know, so there's not an age, like you're going to inspire as, you know, you could be 65 years old knitting and you're going to inspire a 23 year old to start that business and sell whatever on Etsy. And she's going to go and have a totally different aesthetic on what she knits. Maybe it's for dog sweaters. I mean, it doesn't matter. Like it's crazy. So I'd say for any age, it's that niching down thing that everybody talks about. It's so annoying because we it's beaten over people's heads. Like, but 
you can literally find a group of people that will probably pay you for whatever it is. And everybody has some sort of talent that comes with, you know, your history and your story in life. And are you a storyteller? Are you, you know, are you really good at cleaning toilets? Like there's literally a lady on TikTok who is, has all these hacks for cleaning and she's huge now. And now she's sponsored by like companies because she used this one product to clean and she swears by it. And now that company is like paying her all this money to do like cleaning videos with her product, you know? That's awesome. And it's like, Love and she's that. literally a housekeeper who has client, you know, she goes to people's homes. She's a housekeeper and she started TikTok showing people. And like, I have my dog had like a cut on her paw and got blood on the carpet. And I remember seeing a TikTok, I'm pouring hydrogen peroxide on it. And it literally was like magically disappeared. And I'm like, oh my gosh, I totally forgot the lady's name, but I wish I could thank her for, for that video. Yeah. So yeah, just this age is nothing, nothing. Mm-hmm. Like it's, it's crazy. And um, yeah, I mean, it's, it's awesome. Like how you could, it's just your mindset. If you think age is going to hold you back, then it will. So, you know, if you, if you have this mentality though, that, you know, you're just as capable of anybody else. It's not too late. It's hundred percent never too late. It's just your mindset about it. Or if you think you're too young, if those who think they're too young to do something too. And I mean, Tony Robbins teaches about that. And he tells this awesome story about the age thing. His big thing was an age thing. And his, and it leads to the story about his wife. I mean, she's like, I don't even know how many years older than him, but she's very much older than him. And it was an amazing story that he tells. And it's like, and age is nothing. And he was worried he was always too young to do stuff, you know? So it's on both ends. Yeah, no, I like that perspective on the mindset. It's so key in that, you know, whether you're reading books, the people that are you're around, um, you know, in the relationships definitely plays a big part in, in how much you believe in yourself and that mindset. And it really does prove, Carrie, that there's a market for everything. I think when people come to me, or even when I've, at, I've asked some people who are ahead of me, you know, it's like, what's the best way to get on TikTok, to get on Instagram, to make content? It's like, well, do what you do every single day. What do you love? Like, what are your passions about? Like, what do you do every single day? And then find a way to just put that on a platform, on social media. You know, uh, we're starting to see more and more of that. You're starting to see more and more happy people just because they're doing things they love. They kind of have to get past the stigma. It's kind of like a sticky wall. But I think once you get past that, you're good to go. And I think you have done that too. Um, what are some of your, you got any, like any goals and stuff like that for the next uh, couple of years for you with the social media content, within the wine business, kind of growing that at all? And like, how do you go about with, with your goals? Yeah. So the wine business I've been building, and again, that's, that's a direct sales network marketing. And so it's, it's tough work, you know, it's hard work. And I never, um, ever tell anybody it's easy money or anything like that. Any direct sales company, if anybody says it's easy money, then probably get run the other way. But um, it taught me any of that kind of stuff with sales and with just commission only, and also with team building and you recruit people to sell and um, you know, you get a cut from their sale, but it's, it's all, I really like the business model because it kind of rewards anybody at any level and it's nothing wrong with it or anything. We have a product we have, we teach people, all those things. And so, um, so yeah, the, that business I am learning as well, you know, there's ways to grow it. Um, there's ways to use social media. I'm, I'm trying to really figure out, you know, we, we were doing in-person events like wine tastings to sell the product and to 
kind of recruit and this and that. But with through the pandemic, we've shifted to virtual events and we have virtual wine tastings, which are interesting, but um, also trying to figure out is these people who have link trees and highlight several products that they support if they are like in health and wellness. I kind of approach them and say, hey, you know, if you already have an Amazon storefront or if you're selling this healthier coffee or whatever, you know, here's, I'd love to talk to you about considering selling it this healthier wine. And so that's where I'm like, but I'm also kind of thinking, is the, is this profitable for them to go about that? Can they, if they have like 2 million followers or, or even 300,000 or 10,000, are people actually going and clicking and buying? And so I'm trying to figure that kind of out right now and partnering with influencers and stuff. And so that's um, a cool part of my business because I'm always you know, it's always evolving. So there's that. And then in the meantime, um, you know, and sales are kind of fun. Cause like in just a week or weekend, like last week I'm in here in Texas, I got zero work done because of the snowstorm and power outages. And we're still dealing with water, our water pipes and it was a disaster. And so I went into disaster mode and the relief side, right? Like we talked about, I had to go into that, this, the last several days. So I'm literally just now getting back to work today. I got zero work done last week because there was no power. There was no water. Like I still have to go to somebody else's house and shower right now. Um, but um, so, so my wheels are spinning. I love the relief work stuff. I'm like, I talked to a guy I met on clubhouse who's like, you need a podcast on interviewing these people and disasters and how they respond and how people can do better and how we can all get to, you know, and all these people I meet along this way with these nonprofits and who, you know, how they respond and like all this stuff, like there's a huge problem with like the elderly and senior living community. When these disasters happen, those people are literally abandoned sometimes. Like in Lake Charles, Louisiana, there was a senior home, all the employees left. These elderly were left in their home. I mean, these, it was just awful. And so they had to go and rescue all these people, all this stuff. So interviewing people like that and who work that job and their stories they tell are crazy. I mean, the stories that came out of this week, going into an apartment with no water, no power, and there's 12 people in there with nothing. And my friend just went and took a pizza that was donated. And they were like, oh my gosh, thank you. Can we pay you? And she's like, no, this is a donation. You know, like who else is hungry? They're like all of our neighbors. Nobody has food. Nobody has water. We can't get to it. It's the stores have no food and water in them. Literally just yesterday, none of the like police officers, employees at a huge downtown Houston jail for three days had water. I mean, it was just insane. So we've been doing all that. And so I'm like, okay, maybe I need to start this podcast where I'm focusing on that. And then again, there's this book thing because I want to write about this stuff and also look into making money on, um, some of the, like with audible and, um, you know, and on Amazon and, and I I don't want to miss out on the opportunity to to do that too. If I'm going to be writing a book anyways, I want to learn how to monetize it 10 times what I can rather than just uploading it and selling it or figuring out kind of the old school way. There's like a whole new school way of doing these things. So like I said, people are so busy. They're not as much reading book, but they're listening. So that's where podcast is, you know, that's the future audio books of the future. That's why clubhouse is just taken off like crazy. So tapping into that market, where are the people going? What are their habits? What are they doing more now? And then just saying, instead of saying, no, no, no book, I want books to stay around forever. And I want, okay, well, yeah, but 
where are the people really going? <laughs> you know, where are they spending their money? Okay, that's audible, you know? So yeah, that no. stuff. That's what I'm working on, like uh, a bunch of things. But yeah, no, you're definitely um, an entrepreneur for sure. Um, just hearing that mindset reminds me, well, like just me too, like you have like three or four ideas and you're trying to go for them and you, and you, you're looking at what the, what the people are doing, the audience is doing. You're like, man, I think I can add value in that way. And I also think I can make money on that way too. So I think just like looking at what does a consumer want? You know, a guy named Gary V is really good. He's the wine guy mm -hmm. and he's really good at, he always preaches that like, like, look at the consumer, look at where they're going. What does it look mm -hmm. like in the next couple of years, five years, 10 years. And I think audible is definitely the way to go. And that's just any mindset, a good practical advice for any business or anything you're trying to start is where is a consumer wanting to go? What do they want? Um, Amazon's done an amazing job at that, um, for sure. Um, before kind of ending this podcast and thank you so much for your time, Carrie, is like a couple of things. One is I always like asking someone what would they have done maybe differently or improved on reflecting back to their younger self. Um, and that would be my question to you, Carrie. Um, I think it would be to, you know, I really wish I had um, found, you know, like I kind of, I might've mentioned before, um, I went to that, that Tony Robbins thing that unleashed the power within where uh, um, they really help you dive into your limiting beliefs on um, your life. Like we, you know, what we were raised and grew up and nothing bad our parents did, but some parents did do bad. Some didn't, they tried their best, all those things. We're all somehow one little experience in life with a friend or with a, a, you know, getting in a car accident or any of these things affect our lives later and can really screw us up and give us this, this thing that we aren't capable of doing something or, oh no, I can't lose weight because, you know, my dad and my grandpa, they all were overweight or whatever. Those are all these beliefs that, you know, we kind of have in our mind and, and there's global beliefs he teaches and, you know, all, you know, you go through a breakup and you're like, all men are, you know, a-holes or whatever. And so those are kind of things that we can say, and we don't know we really mean, but in the back of our subconscious mind, like we kind of, you know, when you go out to date again, like you have this in the back of your mind that you're going to be treated like that last relationship kind of thing, you know, or like yeah, you failed sure. at starting a food business. So therefore I'm just, I'm not going to be a business owner. I'm just going to go and find a nine to five job because you failed at that one thing. Right. Mm -hmm. So, so going to that Tony Robbins thing, he teaches you to get over that mindset. And it's like a three day long, exhausting literally, I don't think like I was a complainer. I was a, you know, I was very negative fear based person, like not bad, you know, but it was just like, I was just always kind of lived fearful and like, um, just I, it opened my mind to kind of how, how I was operating and, you know, not posting things. Cause I had these girlfriends that might be like, Oh, she's doing another business, you know, or like, yeah. Oh, what's Carrie doing now? Or like, I had these things in the back of my head that these people weren't even saying, but I was thinking they were going to be saying if I posted that or something, you know, or if you don't, people don't, Oh gosh, all the people I met last week who I was like, they would bring food to donate. And I'm like, here, can, let's get a picture of you in front of this. Like there's different reasons people have, but like, you know, so I can give your small business a shout out for donating 
you know, and helping. Thank you. You know, and they're like, no, no, no. Oh my gosh. My, I'm not wearing any makeup. I look awful. And I'm like, dude, who cares? Like, I'm trying to like, give you a shout out. You did such amazing work. And like, it could be other reasons, whatever people, not everybody wants to be on social media or be recognized for something, but with this person, it was just for how she looked, you know? And I'm like, oh my gosh, like that kind of stuff. Like if looking back, I think, I mean, my life, it's like, it started again when I went, I mean, I was like 37 when I went to that, you know? And, yeah. and it's like, it's like my life started then and I became, it's like, you see a lot of these people who like at 40, you have half the people who are like, oh my gosh, I'm 40. And it makes them depressed. And you have the other half that are like, these are the best years ever who are like 42, you know, and they're like, this is the best time in my life because they get over all that crap in their head. And they're finally living their life because they don't care anymore what other people think, you know, and they're starting these businesses and they're getting brave and they're not fearful. So it's like, which one are you going to be? And you could totally d discover that at 18, you know, um, if you look up those two dancers, uh, the Huff, uh, whatever the name is, um, Oh my gosh. They were like on dancing with the stars or whatever. Oh, I think, I think Julianne I know who you're talking Huff. about. Yeah. 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 Huff and her brother, they had Huff, yeah. a really hard upbringing, really bad apparently. And then like, they were taken to like a Tony Robbins thing at like 13 or 14 or something. And I mean, look at them, like go and look into them. And they're just, some of the stuff is weird. They do, but like, they're essentially like, they could have gone a whole different direction. And it's, that's, it, that's what it is. It's your decisions and your, you know, your choices and you can at the, you know, you can pick yourself up and change your negative state of mind and make a decision that could change your life. Or you can stay in that negativity and stay in that fear and then stay where you are and just keep complaining and don't do anything about it. So it's as simple as that, but it's also not very simple. And it takes a lot to get, pull that out of people, especially if gone, they've gone through horrible trauma and that's what Tony does. He brings people up who are suicidal. He brings people up who've been through trauma in these camps where they were, you know, it, crazy stories. Just go watch the Netflix documentary. I'm not your guru. And you'll see what I'm talking about. And it looks really crazy and whatever. But like, all I gotta say is I wish I had done that years back. Um, and it's not, I'm not just try to pitch yourself and stuff or anything. There's other personal development stuff that might resonate with you better, but this is like a very immersive event that like, if you're really bad off, like this thing, like three days at one of his events is literally like, I know years of therapy is what I compare it to. And it just like gets it out of you. It's crazy and it's weird, but just be open to it. And if not, then download some of his videos, watch his free stuff on YouTube. Um, because it's life-changing and he had a kid come who had been he just got he was shot in the head because he had he was dealing drugs and guns and multiple times in jail multiple times in the hospital got out of the hospital and finally like came across a youtube video with with tony and then he somehow got the money to go to his, the event probably by selling drugs and guns and it completely changed his life and this kid is an insane entrepreneur now and it's amazing to see these stories of how this changes people's lives when you really learn to tackle your belief system. So, yeah, no, that's, that's really good, Gary. I think it really does all depend on your perspective and how you look at life, what, you know, what, what, what life gives you, it's up time to you to decide what you want to do with it. And I, and I love that. And you're taking charge and 
you know, you're definitely reaching out and being a great influence to so many people. And the last thing I want to end on, obviously on the podcast, I always ask, what is your purpose in life? Um, and cause I think that's kind of like the why behind you do everything. So Carrie, what is your purpose in life? My purpose in life is, man, that's a tough one. <laughs> it's probably to, um, teach kindness and help. I mean, I love the, the, the word now influence for good influence, um, for the greater good, like use your influence and use, you know, by your actions, teaching good, you know, whether it's in social media, whether it's in any job you do, you know, will this benefit, you know, and be a positive for the people around me. So we, you know, teach our kids when they get a little fuss, is that hurtful or helpful? <laughs> so my purpose is to always be helpful and, um, and to try to teach that. And I'm always learning and asking myself, did I do that out of kindness and being a helper? Or am I doing that just out of selfishness or what, you know, like always checking myself and being, I'm just very passionate about, you know, being kind to others and helping as much as I can. Um, and making sure I keep myself in check on that, you know? Yeah, no, that's good. We always need, we need people that are willing to help. And I think always checking your intentions based on your purpose, like, Hey, am I really authentically trying to help someone, you know, out of love, not just selfish reasons for sure. And I love that. I think people can, can definitely need, need more of that. And it could use more of that, especially in the, in the world we're living in right now. But and Carrie, I just want to thank you so much for being on the podcast, you know, offering a lot of value tips, taking your time. Um, thank you for just sharing a lot of great stuff to my audience. You're the first mom on the podcast, as far as I know. So you made history right there. Love that. Awesome. <laughs> um, yeah, hopefully that'll inspire more more moms to be on the podcast too. I'd definitely be down for that. But yeah, I just want to say, you know, thank you, Carrie, uh, for being on the podcast. Thank you so much for having me and just, yeah, for for being open to, you know, really reach out to this demographic too and, you know, just hear out kind of everybody's perspective. So thank you. Yo guys, thank you so much for listening to this episode today. Hopefully you've taken some sort of value away from it. And if you feel like you need to share it to anyone, please do that. That would mean a lot to me. Also, do not be afraid to rate and subscribe to the podcast because that helps out the podcast so more people can listen to it. Know your purpose, pursue your passion, and most importantly, just like a cup of coffee, enjoy the process. Till next time.